Mohamedi gets it back. Then the cross from the Egyptian international. Then the header from Abel Hernandez. And the club record signing begins to repay that £10 million instantly to break the deadlock. Here's Valencia again, 24-year-old, £12 million signing, 10 yards outside the penalty area. Thought for a split second about the shot, then goes for the shot! Oh, and what a shot! Well, we've seen Hull's record signing score, and now we've seen West Ham United's record signing score with an absolute thunderbolt. Diame nips in ahead of Coate, powering forward edge of the penalty area. Diame! What a moment for Mohamed Diame! to restore Hull's lead. A man who's only just left West Ham with words exchanged, scores against them. Downing looking to cut inside onto his left foot, which he does. And he finds Sacco, who's shot on the turn, has squeezed in. And West Ham United are level for the second time. And it's back all square at Hull 2, West Ham 2. Welcome back, we are back, volume three, episode four, and we're in the studio again with James Longman, who's back from Burning Man, he's I, alive. I am back and alive. And not only that, we've got a really special guest, a proper radio person, I'm always a bit excited and intimidated when we have uh, someone of this calibre in a the studio with us, professional, <laughs> who, who just demonstrated a radio voice, Tom Rennie, editor of TalkSports International Premier League Service. Hi everyone, how are you doing? That's my radio <laughs> voice, it's good isn't it? Pay me money. <laughs> Mate, you've got to pick up so much voiceover work on the back of this. Like, you can do so well. So I should. Radio, radio. <laughs> and uh, we started this episode with R-E-S-P-E-C-T, respect the point respect with the, the reference. Point. Right to respect it. Do we both respect the point? Very much so. Yeah? Away at home, yeah. I mean, we'll, get, yeah. In, we'll get into well, it. Yeah, well, yeah, we well, I thought we were absolutely brilliant. I yeah. mean, you respect the point because we got a point, but we should have won that 5-2 minimum. Yeah. We've created more chances Minimates, in 90 minutes than we ever two. have. Yeah. Good. All right, well, we'll get into that. We'll get into that a bit more. On today's show, we may have... Tricky. We may have Trevor Sinclair. And uh, we've done Live this, we've done this before where we're like, we may have a guest and usually we do. At this point in time, we don't know. Um, I'll but just do a mank accent if, yeah. if we need it. Oh, yeah. it's great. I loved it at West Ham. <laughs> Is that him? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. If, it, if you yeah, don't know Gallagher. Trevor Sinclair, that was yeah. spot on. If you do know, don't say anything. He's a northerner, isn't he? So Yeah, yeah like, sort of like that. Black, Blackpool-esque. Uh, we'll also talk about uh, the Southampton game, the whole game, and Valencia, goal of the season, Neil mm. McDonald turning down Carlisle, Andy Carroll back in training, uh, George McCartney nearly going to Arsenal, and some David Gold tweet news. Uh, but we begin, as we always do, with feedback last episode we asked you where you were listening we had this from Jamie Madgwick I am laying by the pool watching a load of middle-aged women doing water aerobics so there we go nice he's in the wrong pool he's in the wrong hotel (laughs) what's he doing don't just watch join in that's the important thing (laughs) Um, and we also had Eamon Otuama I think I've got that right Uh, enjoying the podcast Eamon Otuama He was listening on the Uptown Island, One train. From, uh, Samoa. I th- well, I think he is Irish. He's, he's, uh, up to, he's listening on the New, Uptown New One train in New York City. Yeah. Do you New York tell me? No, that? I just guessed. <laughs> I've just seen friends. That's it. Uh, he says, uh, Carol, Carol's injury prone. It's forcing some very positive changes all round. Mm. And now Nolan out too. It's an exciting new ball game. I mean, do we agree with that? 
Well, I mean, we, I think I could take the whole show up with uh, how much I'd like Kevin Nolan not to play for West Ham anymore. <laughs> um, wow. Oh, no. But, um, you know, I agree entirely with our Irish-American friend. Maybe we should get into that later. <laughs> Irish-American well, I mean, well, friends. Well, I mean, there's some conflict here already because uh, I know, James, you're a big Nolan supporter. I think... Uh, he'll go down as one of the best captains we've ever Absolutely. Had. Kevin Nolan is not a bad footballer by yeah. any stretch of the imagination. I think yeah. he's a really good footballer inside the six-yard box. Genuinely, I think he's the best I've ever seen. <laughs> like, he's amazing. Yeah. The goal he scored last season against West Brom where he got knocked across the face of the goal and he span and volleyed it in from like two yards out was really difficult and a yeah. great goal. But he can't run, he can't pass, and he can't play in any formation that has any kind of fluidity. If yeah. he went to any team in the championship, he'd be their captain and then to get promoted. Yeah, he did it for us, and he would do it for. If he went to Watford now, he would lead Watford to the Premier League. I'm convinced of it. Should he play for West Ham in the Premier League in year three? Absolutely not. Wow, wow, big talk, James. You got anything to say to that? Um, I'm going on about a captain. <laughs> yeah, he's a great <laughs> captain. One of the best yeah. captains we've Absolute, ever had. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, he's no, unquestionably the best we've had yeah. since Lucas Neal, who was a proper leader. So, you know? if we take your twisted logic, James, Winston Churchill would be one of the best captains we've ever had. He had a hell of a left foot. <laughs> How do you know Winston Churchill wasn't any good? It's Churchill wow. running through Churchill. He had a no, stick. no. Yeah. In so in, in well, his statue. Well, he was too. He, he had. He was offered a contract, but he had World War Two to do with. Really? Yep. <laughs> so, he'd be pretty good, but you know. I wonder uh, what his win bonus was for the World yeah. War. I wonder. Uh, Probably good. I, I wonder imagine. where he'd play. I know that Hitler would be lethal on the right wing. Oh. Hey. All right. Here we go. Here we go. We're off. That was nice. Do you know what, Tom? That was it's great to have you here. Beautiful. Sometimes I feel like James drags me, drags yeah. me down. Yeah. No, I, you're, you're very much a yin and yang. And I like that. <laughs> Hitler is a hero of yours yeah. as well. It's all <laughs> That's Kevin Nolan and Hitler covered in one sentence. That's We're in no way equating yeah. them as West Ham captains. <laughs> That's just on my Nazi podcast. Though. I don't, yeah. don't, don't yeah. like to talk about that. All right. More feedback. Peter Fahey. Great. Uh, hi, guys. Greatly enjoying your podcast. I drive here. Uh, drive to and from work since the local radio here is dire uh, and he is in Nigeria no ro- what Rhodesia what was called what Rhodesia, was Rhodesia? Is that South Africa no look, don't look at me hang on we're going to have to go online here this is embarrassing Rhodesia was South Africa wasn't it what is what was Rhodesia this is again Southern Africa it's it, the preparation that's why I'm coming to the show Zimbabwe. for do you know why I don't I just pause then because it was in the subject title and uh I didn't copy the subject title, oh, right. but Peter Fahey listening in Zimbabwe <laughs> driving to work. Uh, he says, one comment about the season so far is, why are we starting the games with the same forward line as we did in the championship? Cole, Vaz and Nolan. That's his question. Yeah, I mean, it's a good point, but that's what we had. That's basically yeah. what we had going into the first week. You can see, I went to the Sheffield United game and thought Enna Valencia was appalling. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't go to the Southampton game, but watched the whole game at the monitors back at the office. And I thought he was also not particularly involved, though we were all terrible in that game. But you could see what he was able to do after a couple of weeks break. He went to play some football with Ecuador yeah. and was brilliant. There was no one fit and ready to go at the start. I can yeah. see why he'd done it. And it's another stick to beat Allardyce with that we started with, you know, Nolan Cole. But that's yeah. what was there. Yeah. I don't think we'll be seeing that too many more times yeah. this season. Yeah, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Hopefully. Um, we'll see uh, uh, the first yeah. match of next season, like we did with Vaste. <laughs> the first match of every season, it should be a tradition, the first match of every season, to play Nolan Cole and Vaste. Yeah, I mean, I'd love someone to explain where Vaste's come back from. I know. I, know. He has some, I feel like he has some places to play a final. Yeah, against, like, there's a reason right. for that. Yeah. He turns up, does his arm six months out. Yeah. Turns up, does his arm six months out. Turns since he out. lost the hair, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, well, don't say that. You can lose your own and still be talented. Yeah, let's just clarify <laughs> that now. Uh, look at the studio selfie to get that gag. Um, right, so I've been anxious about Tricky Trevor. 
Uh, he's just tweeted. He's in. Yeah. All right. Got, I've got his phone number. Well, the, well, we well the, the thing is, he's, he's, re- already, he's already advertised for the show. Ready so. now. Let's do this. Okay, cool. So, our next guest on the KMB West Ham podcast is one we're properly excited about. Five years at West Ham, 177 league appearances and 37 goals, two of which were on his debut. He was capped 12 times for England. He was the star in my eyes of the 2002 World Cup. Yep. And of course... He was an Intertoto Cup winner. <laughs> Welcome one. to the show. <laughs> Tricky, Trevor Sinclair. Yeah, we are delighted. Pleasure to be here, guys. Thank you for having me on. Did you get a medal for that Intertoto Cup? I can't remember. I think we, <laughs> we probably lost it on the night. We, 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 we used to have quite a good social, unfortunately. So <laughs> plenty of things are going on then that I'm sure you don't know. <laughs> um, we wanted to start this interview with it, like a bit of a myth buster. So the first thing is that we've had, we, we asked last year for if anyone had seen you and someone said they last saw you in, in an ident for Channel 4's racing coverage in Dubai in a speedboat. Correct. Yes! I do get about. Good I do yes! get about. <laughs> so... To be fair, there's a funny story behind that. I mean, um, Dubai Tourism a- approached me and said, would you do a few little bits and bobs for us to... Um, I-, I never gamble anyway, which is yeah. a little bit surreal, but he said just to, um, to promote racing in the UK that we're sponsoring and another option for people to not just visit Dubai as a, as a holiday destination, but go and live there. So we said, yeah, fine. It's for a few quid at us and we were like mm-hmm. delighted, but on that clip where we were all like giving it loads and fishing and that my wife was at the back of the boat absolutely projectiles sticking everywhere and I was just crying laughing and every time I remind her about that she's not very happy but that's the idea I want to see it across quite well but there's a lot of things going on in the background that you didn't see what an advert for Dubai <laughs> that's amazing um, and the other the other rumour which I think was started by the secret footballer in his book was that your your house or villa in Dubai was given to you as part of like the 2002 World Cup squad agreement with David Beckham? I wish it was. I think, oh. you know what, I don't know. I'm probably wrong saying this, but I think um, Sir Beckham was given his. And right. he actually bought, the place that he picked was opposite my house um, that I bought. Um, but no, we had to buy him, but it was just one of them things where mm. it was a punt. I say I'm not a gambler, I had a big gamble there and you know, it seemed to work out quite well, and we lived there for six years. So yeah, we we we, we um, ended up getting a winner on that on that day. Well, we thought you know you should have been given one for your performance in that World Cup. I know. Very kind of star. Saved us on the left hand side. There's no one else able to do it. We'll, we'll get on to the 2002 <laughs> World Cup very shortly, but let's rewind right back in the time you signed for West Ham. And I mean, th- this deal is crazy. We got you. And QPR got Ian Dowie, Keith Rowland and some cash. I mean, that has to be one of the greatest deals in the history of West Ham. To be fair, I mean, I'd had a fantastic time at QPR, but it kind of run its course. The club Mm. didn't have the ambition that matched my desire to to play at the top level. And I was was desperate to get out of there. And as soon as Harry got me on the phone and said, do you fancy it, I I would have walked there. um, But it, it didn't go all smooth sailing because the first day I went to turn up for training, literally just got to Chedwell Leaf and I was just walking through the car park onto the training pitch and two fans ran across Sinclair you're and said a couple of expletives <laughs> for, oh my god I'd never seen anything like that that was from our supporters no wow. and then I was jogging round and it was absolutely lashing it down <laughs> and John Monker came out of the, um, the gym I don't know if you've been up there of the gym where the indoor playing area is he came out last door he was wearing socks boots 
and a weightlifting belt, and that's it. <laughs> and, and I mean, talk about the crazy gang. This lot were absolute lunatics. And uh, now we all got on well, and obviously scoring the scoring the brace on my debut set on my nerves, and and I had a fantastic welcome from the West Ham fans. And you know, always look back to that them times at West Ham with, with massive, massive um, positive um, memories, and you know how the fans really welcomed me to East London and. To be fair, it's a different place, East London and Essex. It's, I went to West London, it's very cosmopolitan, but East London and Essex is very English. And uh, it was an absolutely amazing time of, of my life and my personal life and my career. Um, two of my boys were born down there and, yeah, had a fantastic time. Can I just say, we had, we had monks uh, on here, actually, and, <laughs> and he, you know, he told some stories, but we've heard most stories about him from others. Was, yeah. was he always naked? <laughs> also, yeah, someone told well, us his nickname was Maggots. Yeah, well... <laughs> He's a top man, don't worry about it. I think he's born again now. He's had to stop drinking the um, drinking the ale because yep. he just goes bonkers. But <laughs> we were on a Christmas party once, not the infamous Christmas party. We were on another infamous Christmas party in the, in the West End of London. We were in a restaurant in Leicester Square. And we'd had, you know, a skinful. We'd gone to the toll gate just next to the training ground. And then we'd all probably drove up there. No, we didn't. We got a car. Um, and uh, we got into this restaurant and we were there for a couple of hours. Everyone was well oiled. And next minute he stood up to go to the toilet. In, bearing in mind, this is in the middle of the West End. There's kids there with the, with, the, with the parents going to watch West End shows and Monks was completely bollock naked. And it, was, it was absolutely legendary. Oh. It's an arrestable offence, it's got to be. Yeah. <laughs> God. I mean, I mean, looking back at that time and talking about the players that were around the club, it was such a golden era because, I mean, you had characters like Moncur, but also like really amazing. Amazing players like De Canio, Carrick, Ferdinand, Lampard, Defoe. I mean, did you get the sense that this was like a really special squad of players? Yeah, and you know what? I mean, the young lads were absolutely brilliant. And, um, you know, they did get involved in a little bit of shenanigans that they probably wouldn't have at a top club. Mm. But um, I think it served them well. And you don't hear of them boys getting into big trouble. I think mm. they've all, um, you know, had fantastic careers and, and stayed out of a lot of trouble that probably... The, the older generation have and you've got to say they deserve everything they get because you know they've, they've lived the life of a footballer you don't see him going out getting absolutely smashed and um, yeah I'm, I'm delighted to have played with them very proud to have played with a lot of them boys and um, you know very pleased that they've gone on to do super things in the game yeah I mean so the 2000-2001 season which was Harry Redknapp's final season at West Ham West yeah. Ham's form really dipped when you got injured and Harry ends up getting sacked I mean mm. what was that like? It was very difficult because I, I mean I, I had a fantastic relationship with Harry, um, and the fact that he wasn't happy about the sale of Rio and Frank, mm. um, and he decided to walk, I could completely um, understand that. And um, but still, for me, I was you know I was ambitious at the time, and I, I, I thought I was at a top club that I wanted to do things. And you look at the talent that we had there, and. You know, we could have we could have been a major force in, in the Premier League for for many a year. We would have added one or two more, but they decided to you know let players go and that weakened us. And, and then when Harry walked, that was a really big blow. And I actually went onto the phone to me, my agent and said, "Listen, I want to leave." I thought it was exactly the same situation as QPR. I thought I've got loads of ambition, I've got loads of energy, I've got loads of will to and drive to do well in this game. But I keep on joining clubs that 
selling the best players and, and, and leaving the not so good players and I, I didn't want a part of it but my agent just reminded me that Harry had just given me a new contract so I had to say <laughs> <laughs> I think Harry gave me about five contracts in the three years I played under him he was brilliant he was brilliant do you think like, if West Ham had kept Harry and those players do you think they would have won some serious you know, trophies oh, we, I mean we must have been close to getting a cup competition or something like that because mm. the talent was just extraordinary and then there was just more keep kept on coming along I mean you know the, the, the work uh, that Mr Carr's done at that academy is he's second to none and he, mm. he must rank up there with what's going on at the cliff with Manchester United mm. uh, it's just that we didn't keep our players which is a shame yeah, yeah. I mean, you talk there about the Premiership. I mean, in terms of the Premiership, you got the assist for one of the greatest goals ever scored, seeing up Paolo Di Canio for that goal. I know. Do you know what, as well? That doesn't he get enough credit. That. The yeah, pass yeah, is incredible. He didn't even have to break his stride. He could not miss that. <laughs> you know, I, don't know, I don't know what everyone's going on about it. I, know. I mean, you, yeah, you don't get credited enough for that. Oh, uh, no. Listen, it was a, as you know, watching the games in that era, um, for, a, for a good period of a year or two, Paolo was literally unplayable mm. and a big, big honour for me to play with him. And I know he's got his cranky side and he's been off doing this and that and upsetting this person and that person, but I had a fantastic relationship with him on and off the field and um, I'll always have fond memories of playing with him, but he was an absolute crazy cat. I remember he was in the sauna <laughs> once and he had oil or some all over his body he was naked but apart from a, a g-string thing <laughs> and he was shaving the whole of his body flexing his muscles I was like Paolo you've got head problems man. crazy boy oh, what a player yeah. what a talent you know he could just he could win a game on his own if he was in the mood and you know, more often than not he was especially in that in that period of time well, I mean, what was he like in training as well was he even more kind of flamboyant was he trying even more unbelievable stuff it was, well I'd say this for nothing the reason why he played on for so long and had a, a fantastic purple period mm. at the end of his career is because he was such a good professional yeah. but he did have his you know he did have his uh, Achilles heel and sometimes that was just a little bit too much passion and at times he'd, he'd get a throw in get given against him in training and, and boot the ball away and go in but <laughs> you know if that was an av- if that was a, a good player or an average player, yeah. you'd say, "Fucking, excuse me, get rid of him, yeah. get rid of him." But because he was such an absolute legend of a player and a talent and a match winner, you just got to hold your hand up and say, "You know what? He's got he's, he's got he's got a few minuses, but he's got so many more pos- positives." Yeah, and I mean, that game against Bradford, which I think you played. Yeah. I mean, we just saw the whole range of the Canio emotions in that yeah. game. That I don't know, but he was lying on the floor for a bit yeah. and then gets that up and hilarious. scores. Yeah, he was just <laughs> I think he, he, must, he must be a gambler. He must have had a gamble that day saying he was going to score a goal and he probably quids in. So yeah. he should have just said that to Lamps and Lamps would have just let him have it. But <laughs> because he went down the way he did, he likes like, no, I'm taking it. I'm the penalty taker. Yeah. But yeah, classic moment. Good uh, win though in the end. Yeah, it was good. Um, so Glenn Roder took over after yep. uh, Harry Redknapp. And then you had an amazing like, 01 02 season and it culminated in getting not only getting in the World Cup squad, but you were, like we said earlier, one of England's best players in that tournament. Yeah, I have it. Listen, everyone needs a bit of luck I, was, I think I was about the 26th man and because there was a lot of injuries Stephen Gerrard got injured and, and Danny Murphy got injured um, Owen Hargreaves as well Owen Hargreaves got injured on the day against Argent- on, on the, on the, during the game against Argentina so a lot of things went in my favour I think Joe Cole was ill I think the only option was Kieran Dyer and he was made of glass so they <laughs> me, which uh, I wasn't made of glass and um, yeah it went well I played against a fantastic player Zanetti and, and, and give him a good old fashioned run around 
<laughs> and then, uh, I mean, beating Argentina for England in a World Cup, and you're in all the pictures. When Beckham scores the penalty, you're yeah. in all the pictures. What I, I mean, that earned me a few quid as well, to be fair, because he was obviously Bex is a top man. Yeah. And um, jumping on me, I didn't know at the time, but jumping on him first, and because he had a bit of a little cheeky goal to. Um, Gillette decided to use that image in their adverts ah. and, and for about 10 years I was getting a right few quid for the <laughs> so, I love David Beckham I think he should be knighted um, <laughs> so, What about that game against Brazil as well going out I mean did you should have won that World Cup It was going to plan and then um, yeah. yeah we um, we had a little hiccup just before half time and I still wake up with nightmares with him with um, Rivaldo taking his blue Brazilian shirt off and having that banana yellow vest underneath yeah. um, and that, from then on you know what I, I, I've never watched the game since and I can't really remember much about it apart from Cafu he's definitely weird because he must have about 14 lungs he was up and down me, <laughs> me and Astico couldn't get anywhere near him and, and he got a man sent off and we couldn't get anywhere near him it was like it was just a total footballing um, exhibition and you know they went on to win it, which made which which made it a little bit less painful. Mm, but yeah. yeah, I think we were very close there. And and to be fair, I think a lot of people say you know when when, when you talk about England, you want all these big stars in the team. I think sometimes it's better if you've got a few dogs and hard workers and lads who feel mm. like they're lucky to be in there. Look at Fabian Delft the other day; he's gone in there. No one's given him a hoping help. He's had a fantastic game, and he's he's worked hard for the team. And I think sometimes it's not all about picking the big stars from the big clubs. It's about picking players that are going to do a job and putting square pegs in square holes. Yeah, I mean a lot of people talk about Mark Noble, aren't they? And it's kind of yeah, from... Mark can't be far away. Yeah. I mean he's done it for so many years now, and I had the pleasure of meeting him in Dubai on his um, on his uh, stag do, yeah, yeah. And what an absolute gentleman, you know. He's um, he's, he's West Ham through and through. The way he, he, he applies himself on the pitch, 100% professional, and yeah, he, he, just from doing it for so many years, he can't be far away from that squad, I'm sure. Yeah. So after the World Cup, you come back to Chabot Heath. I mean, were you treated like a conquering hero? I mean, you must have been the star of the dressing yeah, room. Yeah, I mean, listen, I've always, I mean, anywhere in the country, um, you know, I might get recognised now and again, but in East London and, and West, even West London, it's one of them where the fans, you know, they've, they've just, I've just got a massive, massive amount of respect and um, good memories from my time at West Ham. And yeah, I get that. I do get then and, and even to this day, I really do get treated well off the um, West Ham fans. So thank you very much to all the fans. No, we appreciate it. Um, just lastly, your final season at West Ham. I mean, it, end, it ended with relega relegation with a record number of points. But I, know, what, I, know. I mean, what happened? What was it, Rhoda? What, what well, happened? I love. Go on, I'll catch you up. Go on, tell mum I'll catch you up. Sorry, uh, the, the boys are up. The, the stomachs are oh, rumbling. Oh, okay. So. Do you want me to they're, wrap up? No, no, they're going to go. I'm just going to oh, finish okay. these last couple of questions. So, yeah, I, um, I like Glenn, you know. Yeah. And, 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 I'll make no bones about that. Glenn was an absolutely fantastic coach. I just think when he went into management, for some reason, it, 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 didn't, quite, it didn't quite happen for him. And... and um, Obviously, he got poorly, and, and it was, I think it was all a little bit too much at that time. Mm. I'll, I'll, I'll hold my hand up and, and say I did, I did have a big struggle with my performances at the beginning of that 2002-2003 mm. season. I think you'll see that, and you have seen that, um, with a lot of players that do quite well in the World Cup. They'll come back, and it, 
it's over. I think you need more rest. And uh, for me, I was trying to pick myself up and get going for games, and it took me quite a while. I think it weren't until like November, December that I started scoring goals again and, and, and getting right back into the swing of things, and, and which is when we started playing well as a, as a group. But it was too little, too late, unfortunately. And most seasons that would easily have kept you up, but it was a freak season. We went down, but Trevor come in mm. around the time when um, things started uh, improving in result-wise. And um, he was brilliant, you know. He was, mm. he was he was a top man. The lads respected him. He wasn't trying to be something he he wasn't. He was being himself, and he got us organised in in set pieces, which probably we weren't as organised as we should have been. And he, he he instilled a little bit of belief in the players, and and we got I think we got a, a lucky. I can't remember the game. We got a decent win. And that was it. We went on a great run, and yeah, we were very unlucky. But I think we give ourselves too much of a mountain to climb, and it was just a shame. I was so sad to leave. And you know what? I know Jermaine's a, he's a great lad, Jermaine, but he's obviously at the time he had a stupid advisor, and he put a transfer request in the other, the next day or something. I thought, oh, what are you doing? But I do think that I would have been. I do think I know. And I told the management, I told whoever wanted to ask me, I was happy to stay at that club yeah. and get them back to the Premier League. And unfortunately, they had different views. And I signed a new contract. I think they wanted to just lower the wage bill a little bit. And they asked me to, well, they said, do you want to go City? And City was my club as a kid. So, yeah, it was, it was one of them, probably one of the only clubs I would have gone to and, and, and left West Ham. But I do look back at that time at West Ham. And even now, like even after I left, I was crap at City. You know, injuries. And it was a good, good set. It was good sell for West Ham but <laughs> I went back, even when I went back to West Ham yeah. I'd, be half, I'd, I'd have one leg and I'd still play well on that ground so it's, I think it's one of them sometimes you just fit at a club and, and, yeah. and the stadium and the fans and I think I think Upton Park was my place um, so final question Upton Park's your place but we're not there for very long are, no. you, are you still you coming back to watch games I am yeah I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back I'm assistant manager at Lancaster with Darren Peacock mm. at the moment I went in there a couple of months ago lads have been absolutely superb responded really well to the training changes and the slightly different approach we've got to it and um, I'm really enjoying it and, and, and excited about how the lads are doing and stuff but um, so we play on a Saturday so I'm struggling a lot of the time but it, it'll be a Sunday game a Monday game I might even go to the QPR game mm. on the is it the 5th Sunday the 5th sounds about right he knows it better than us yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sunday the 5th of, of October yeah. I think I might or is it November I don't know I might Maybe go not. to that game I might yeah. go to that game but um, no, I want to go to Upton Park and, and, and I want to I want to see the fans again and and uh, yeah, take, take take in some of the atmosphere because it's been a long time. Amazing, yeah. you'll get a great reception. Yeah. yeah, thank you so much, Trev. Not only for all those great memories, but just I mean, you always had a great relationship with the fans. Yeah. Like you said there, yeah. I think the, the feeling yeah. of respect is very much mutual. Yeah. All right, thanks. I appreciate it, guys. Cheers. Thanks so much. Cheers, Trev. Thanks a lot, mate. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers, Trev. Bye. Bye. I forgot to apologise that we kept him away from his kids. <laughs> like his kids were as he, he sees them all the time. Yeah. Top man, Trevor Sinclair. Oh, he's a lovely man. What a lovely bloke. One of the best, the best players I've ever seen. I mean, yeah. one of the top 10 best, I mean, it's not much of a category, is it? But <laughs> one of the top 10 best I've ever seen play. Just so good. It's funny you said he had like a bad period, but like, I've got no memories of him ever like no. letting me down and like, not playing well. Well, I don't think anyone uh, played well the season we went down yeah. until around about March. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think he probably he did have a bad patch. Everyone did, but we just yeah. blotted that from our memories and yeah, rightly yeah. so. But some of the stuff that he used to do when it was Paolo and, and Tricky Trev yeah. on that side, I mean, 
I've never. You just never seen anything like it. I mean, we don't yeah. have. We you know we, we did some interplay against Hull at the weekend yeah. uh, on Monday night. Sorry, and you, you're thinking that's so much like what Trev was able to do. Yeah. See a pass out of nowhere. Some of those runs where it was like a lob and then they move and it's a volley. And you yeah. think how do they even know he's going to do it? Like that Wimbledon goal, perfect. Oh, perfect yeah. example of that. The pass. The pass was that fifty I yards know, it just directly clips to it, his foot. and it just like. It's amazing. No, obviously the Canio does as much as he possibly could do with it. I don't want to <laughs> give all the, all the credit to Canio shinned it. Yeah, lucky, lucky. Um, uh, I was so proud of him when he played against Argentina. I know. I was so proud of him. I mean, that's the last player I think we've had in the England squad that I've really felt like yes. Do you know I was what quite proud of Rob Green until. Uh, yeah. yeah. The trouble is when they get in the squad is that all you do yeah. is please don't do this really badly. Yeah. Just please yeah. do all right. Please don't be the one that makes makes us lose it. And then yeah. Rob Green. Oh, I know. Yeah. Do you know, I, I was at a concert the other day, like a Sabian gig, and, and Rob Green was uh, stuck next, next to me. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to say something. <laughs> like, in front of the few people I'd like to speak, like celebrities. So I went up to him and, oh, Rob, big West Ham fan, uh, when are you going to come home? And he went, no, I don't know about that. And that's uh, <laughs> exclusive story. And then I went, do you want a drink? And he went, no. I can't imagine he shows much emotion ju- even during a Kasabian. I know. No. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I mean, did he have his gloves what, on? as well, he's not did really he have his skin- nah, He's like really skinny as well. He's not very like well built at Poor all. Poor old like. Rob though. I mean, he's one of them people. Yeah. He's, had a, he's had a brilliant career yeah. and, and he's saved us so many times. He's a great keeper for us, yeah. but you make one mistake. And apart from here, and apart from at Norwich, wherever yeah. he goes, he gets thick about a yeah, USA game. Bet, yeah. He turns up, he goes to Manchester with a yeah. wife for an afternoon, he gets it all day. Oh, you know, he, he walks down, he walks down, you know, Green Street, everyone loves him. But who goes down Green Street for a social <laughs> activity? No one. You know what I mean? So, well, I go to lacrosse sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> lacrosse club on um, Green Street. And you go to the chicken shop sometimes? Yes. Um, let's talk about the Southampton game quickly. Yeah. A few words on that. I mean, 3-1 at home. I did not see that coming, to be fair. I thought we were going to do them. Um, well, but, I thought yeah. it was Probably the worst performance we've had at home, including all of last season, under Allardyce in the Premier League. And the reason being that we were so good and there was so much positivity for the first time after the Palace performance. Um, But the the, the most disheartening bit was when people like even Coyote were just getting nudged off the ball. That was the bit that was confusing because I can take the fact that Southampton, and by the way, Southampton are absolutely brilliant. I did them away at Liverpool at the first game of the season and they played Liverpool off the park, were unlucky Mm. to lose. And obviously they've just done Newcastle. Or 4-0 uh, they're, they're an amazing team but we did not compete in any way and when you've got Noble and Kiate in the centre midfield that's literally the last thing yeah. you expect to happen but it was appalling uh, and uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's about all I can say on that really yeah I mean, but, but James I mean Southampton just wanted to smash Newcastle didn't they so I mean yes. where does the context what's the context of this defeat can you, can you find was, some meaning was that just to put in context my thoughts on it, I was uh, in the desert, <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't see it. <laughs> but I have watched the highlights. Yeah. Sam came out and said uh, essentially that it was an overconfidence from the Palace result. Wow. Well, I, you know what it is. I think that I went to. Uh, I don't. I can't get to that many games. I watch them all on on, on monitors back in the studio, unfortunately. But the ones I do go to, I went to the Sampdoria game and I've been to Sheffield United. Sheffield United. The moment Sheffield United scored. Genuinely, everyone, even kids that were like five, it was their first yeah. game, they knew that we balls this up. <laughs> they all knew it, right? For whatever yeah. reason, you know, we were great against Spurs and should have won it. And yeah. it's, it's yeah, amazing when won. you watch teams and they lose games like that and it affects them psychologically for weeks yeah. on weeks on weeks. And we have been rubbish at home for 15 years. Like maybe one yeah. decent year under Pardew 0506 and we were great the year we only lost Fortress once at home. Park. Was it 1999? We lost yeah. once to Newcastle. There's John Barnes once scored. called it yeah. Fortress Upson yeah, Park. I remember, I remember that. Yeah. But we've been pretty much rubbish at home for 15 years yes. and that's got a lot to do with the fact the East End is 14 miles away and you know you can't really wow. enjoy the game because Bad you're losing right. games. 
there's, there's a lot to do with it. Yeah. You know, I think it, the, you know away fans go there and they think, well, why is the gap? This gap's yeah. ridiculous. It loses the atmosphere. It's lost that daunting, daunting nature. It's gone for 15, 16 years. But I don't know. They don't like playing in front of us. Maybe it's because we are too negative. Maybe it's because yeah. it's too quiet. I don't know the reason. I'm not a player. But <laughs> for whatever reason, yeah. we have been rubbish at home 15 years. I mean, do you blame the East End, James? We sit there. We are our season tickets there now in the chicken run. Yeah, I understand. Oh, yeah. There's no tannoy over there, is there? Well, we can well, get against the team. I was having, I was having a, a moan about the PA earlier. <laughs> <laughs> no PA system. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear what it. Half-time interview. I have no idea what anyone's saying. <laughs> well, I mean, I can hear it. I think it's all right. It's oh, maybe nice, we're, rubbish. Oh, they're okay. definitely booing Tim what Mike Bot. Small just yeah, said. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what it was. <laughs> Tim Bot. Um, uh, I just think that I don't know. We're touching our home. I, I always feel like sometimes we have a really good at home and really bad away yeah. or really good away and really good at home yeah. do you remember under we didn't win away did we for about four 27 years, years yeah. it? <laughs> it wasn't ever under Grant didn't we we didn't win oh, away yeah, for yeah. a ridiculous for amount of time and Sam <laughs> Sam we actually had a really good yeah. uh, run away and it, it seems like this, this, it was crazy yeah, it never seems to have any kind of but again we were rubbish at home in the championship under yeah. Sam as well seven I mean, games didn't we you know there's, there's yeah. something about yeah. playing there maybe it's the fact that you know, I'm not going to be the kind of I'm not the kind of person that blames Sam for everything. The fact yeah. my shoes are untied when I'm walking to the shops, yeah. it's Allardyce's fault. But yeah. he did untie them. Yeah, he did untie <laughs> them. He does. He does stand at my house every day yeah. waiting for me to come outside. He's a strange man. Yeah. But um, I, I don't think it, 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 that's something to do with the way he sets us up. Yeah. You know, and if we were to set up against uh, Southampton last week, the way we set up against Hull the following week, yeah. I think we could have got something more from that game. Right. And it made me, I mean, we'll talk about Hull in a minute, but the way he said in the, in the standard the day before, yeah. there's nowhere that I'm going to put two strikers up front unless I've got the two best strikers in country. <laughs> that's such that's, that's good, shocking impression. I thought that's good. Yeah, that's Is that Trevor Sinclair? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, that's right. I've only got one impression and it's changing. And now Paro Di Canio. Well, I'll play for West Ham. <laughs> yeah, anyway. And um, uh, yeah, I just, I just think that, and then he goes and does it. And I think if we'd have played with that positivity against Southampton, yeah. we'd have got something from it. Yeah, I mean, well, let's talk about Hull. Let's football. talk about Hull. So, James, a 2 2. I mean, at one point, I thought we were definitely going to win it, and then I thought we were definitely going to lose it, and then somehow we we drew. Like, I don't, <laughs> like what, do you, what do you think? Uh, I was really I was really happy with the performance because yeah. we were playing football, we were attacking, he put out a, yeah. a structure of a team that surprised yeah. everyone. Yeah. Even Steve Bruce came out afterwards and said, I was surprised by the team he played. <laughs> so, like, after all the years of predictability, he's yeah. finally pulled the rug wow. out from someone's feet. With plan B. Like everyone's feet. This with a plan, the plan B. B. So if he continues it, then brilliant, because that's what that's what we've all been asking for. Yeah. And people like what, if, what made me laugh, yeah, and I, I know it always gone, but people go, oh, "That's the West Ham way: yeah. concede one and we'll <laughs> score one." I mean, that, I, I kind of wish that wasn't a West Ham way. I kind of wish we scored one and scored a second, yeah. and then scored a third, yeah. playing that way. Uh, but we don't. It's never a balance, is it? Now yeah. our defence is shits, but attacking we look better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So well, it's, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it was Swings interesting that um, he came out afterwards. I'm not going to do the impression again, but <laughs> yeah. he um, he said that the reason we put two up front is because Brucey normally puts three at the back, and then he didn't. But then he coun't change his team at that point, so we just shuffled the players around. That yeah, that's why Down ended up playing through centre midfield. Right. Because basically, Hull always play three at the back. James Chester was back from suspension. He didn't get in the team, so they went with the, with the four. Um, um, but we ended up playing absolutely brilliantly with, uh, you know, the, the work that Sacco and Valencia got through. Yeah. Not only the fact that they were having shot. I mean, the, 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 the save that McGregor makes from Sacco at nil yeah. nil. That oh. goes in. The ball, yeah. the run. You know, it was an incredible. But he's lucky with the save. save. Just mm. before that, well, Dawson made that block from almost a similar yeah. move. Yeah. You know, we could have gone on to win that one, that three nil, if we if we just scored the first goal, mm. which is often the case. We yeah. don't. Um, but it, it was great going forward. But as you say, defensively we were 
poor. I don't understand to this minute why we've got Kuyate and Noble and not one of them is just sitting in front of the two defenders. Yeah. They, we seem to play a defensive midfield and not in defensive midfield every yeah. week. Just tell one of them geezers to sit. You just go back a few yards. And also, I mean, I, I was doing the game for, for TalkSport on Monday and um, I was doing it alongside Adam McLaughlin, who was former Republic of Ireland midfielder. And um, I was... Naturally, trying to stay neutral, but then we were doing some analysis of the goal, and I was like, I think Tomkins should attack that. I think it was a great header from Abel Hernandez, mm. but I feel like Tomkins kind of let him, and maybe they didn't know who he was, they never heard of him, so he kind of just like thinks, oh, he's never going to be able to get a header backwards in the bottom corner from that point. But I don't think Tomkins attacked it enough, and I'm not convinced on Tomkins, and never have been really. Mm. Agree? Um, I well, Tomkins looked very smart say at court. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good in a suit. Oh, was it, his court, was it his court appearance that I missed? Yeah, that? but it was. Uh, it's been uh, postponed again. Oh, but he looked very. So I'm going to. I'm a fan of him in his suit. Uh, I don't know. I think sometimes he's excellent. Sometimes he's not. Defensively, we look all over the shop, don't we? Yeah. I think what, yeah. what I like. There's not a lot I like about about James Collins on the whole, but there's the things that he does offer is that kamikaze. Get ah, the ball, yeah, yeah, I'm going to yeah, get yeah. it thing, yeah. and I don't think Tompkins has that. And there was a goal against Norwich last season where he puts in this their third one. It was Leroy Fur, I think, mm. scored it, and he did this really weak sliding tackle, and it just kind of dribbled past yeah. him. And, and that uh, that I find is, is the is the weakness in Tompkins' game. Yeah. Someone needs to wind him up a bit and get him. Bang into tackles. Yeah. You know. Well, Winston and James are both quiet. You know, in a club, yeah. they're the smooth guys, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. They're not yeah. the guys that are going to go in for the yeah. uh, smash and grab yeah. like Co- Collins. Yeah. <laughs> Collins would go in a nightclub as a girl. Collins will <laughs> <laughs> take Just her, no, whether she foot, wants it or not. <laughs> Tompkins and Winston are a bit more, a bit smooth. You yeah. know, they'll probably wind and dine them a little Maybe bit. Maybe send a drink over. <laughs> Yeah, and sometimes yeah. you need the smash and grab man, yeah, uh, and I mean, the smooth operator. There, he has a lot of thoughts, James Collins. Like he will give away three goals a season with terrible back passes. We yeah. all know that. Yeah. But when we go up against Liverpool at the weekend, I'd have him back in the team ahead of Tompkins. Yeah. I really would. I think oh. uh, you know we, we spoke to Tricky Trev and he was talking about having square pegs in square holes. And I think you have got to look at partnerships as well. Yeah. And I think Reed is a, a reader of the game. Weird oh, kind yeah. of pun that was. <laughs> and uh, and Collins is your attacker. And yeah. I think that's a better balance. I think Tompkins could be a decent reader of the game but when you've got two of them in there that's a problem and also you know we've got three defensive midfielders at the club one sits in front of them I think that closes that up a little bit Uh, I want to quickly talk about Cresswell Hmm. yeah well I've got I've got a couple of points I'm going to go back to the Spurs game and I thought it was a really promising debut from him and I think it will grow into it but he was at fault for and I I don't know if you touch it but he was at fault for their goal which one the army's one Uh, when he yeah. Uh, no, sorry, not 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 fair goal. When Collins got sent off, is oh, right, right, oh right. yeah, he was which out yeah. that was yeah. from that was from him losing. Yeah, yeah. It. Again, that throw in against Hull was uh, what was that? Yeah, it was it yeah. was it was a really weak <laughs> throw. But I've no idea why Kuyate thinks he can wait fifteen minutes for that ball to arrive. I know. And then he just puts his leg up in the air like he works as a can can dancer. Yeah, there was a few errors there. I was, I was yeah, yeah, but I think I just think like that's a really odd choice yeah. of a throw from that position and I just think yeah. he's getting punished for these I mean he'll learn from these yeah. and he'll yeah. get better yeah. and I think he's really promising but we still have a bit of naivety around him yeah. and then we don't have a settled back four again and we've got you know if Collins comes back again we'll see how that goes yeah. when's um guy from Arsenal he started. Oh, Jason came off the bench for Demel and he'll start I imagine on and yeah. Demel's yeah. touching go at times as well we still 
Demel, when he got in the area and just like just did nothing. Demel with the in, the, in that so first half, he got to the end line uh, for a cross uh, and, and, and around yeah. towards around the corner flag on that right hand side three times in the first half. Yeah. Every cross is appalling. Then he gets in the area after some lovely. I think it was Downing who played the through yeah. ball to him, and you can see where he looks up and there's I think it's Dorate who's about yeah. five yards away from him going now. Yeah. And he goes, head down, turn left. And it's just, <laughs> yeah. you know, there's that little bit. I mean, Demel does some incredibly surprising things yeah, at times. Yeah. Like, you think he's stuck and he flicks it around. And he, yeah. you know, you think, I don't know how he does that. Yeah. I don't know how he does that. You know, I don't know how he does that. I, I mean, I rate, I rate yeah. Demel, but I think if we can get Jenkins some fit, yeah, yeah. I think he could be a, a real, real good signing for us. Because we've finally got two defenders, hopefully, who yeah. don't get injured every 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And also, they can get up and down the flanks. And, and yeah. that's going to be... Just it's going to be so vital for us trying to actually create things. Uh, yep. The two last points of this whole game. For oh, and uh, Adrian as well. Sorry. Oh, oh no. a third. A third. Adrian, what are you going to say about Adrian? Right, just being. I shit. know we love him, but I, ne- I don't Do we? ever feel safe. Well, we've been saying <laughs> this for a while him? now. We've been saying this for a while that he he feels like a liability. Yeah. I'd say uh, to 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 use the old cliche, the jury is very much out on Adrian. <laughs> yeah. I think he does make some really good stops. There was a, a couple of really good ones he made. But I actually thought the bit, well, you know where Yelovich scores the goal that was disallowed? Yeah. I didn't think he got up off his ass very quickly. Yeah, and like, yeah. it wasn't, uh, he should have saved that. It felt like he should have saved yeah. that. It's, it hits, it hits the bar, motion. it doesn't quite save it. But then yeah. when it bounces down, like, it's obvious someone's going to come in. And whenever I see video clips of goalkeepers in training, that is all they do. Yeah. They're down, yeah. up, down, up. And he's yeah. kind of he kind of gets up. But then you watch his jump, it's kind of like, uh. oh, It's that sombrero weighing him down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it keeps it off balance. Um, yeah, a couple of last points. Modi Army scoring. I mean, how obvious was that? How predictable. Yeah, I imagine every single West Ham fan out there add a bet on that I yeah. think what I should do is maybe tweet into the show to let us know how many people won a bet yeah. on Diarme scoring good one against I mean I won I had 2-1 uh, Diarme to score the winner for Hull yeah. uh, I was going to be right quids in with that so yeah. I was very conflicted when that goal went in uh, Diarme to score at any time Diarme to score the winner Diarme to score the first goal you wow. know we spoke about it before the show it's Diarme one of those things that are so obvious yeah, yeah, it's going to yeah. happen yeah. just it prepare is a, yourself we, we, it is, that is the West Ham way yeah. that is the real West Ham way why is it I'm, I'm sure every football fan thinks this about their own team when an ex player comes back and you go oh it's so predictable but it is so predictable. <laughs> it is, it like, is. like Shamak scoring against us. Yeah. Like it's so predictable. Yeah. Twice. Why is it Twice. so wide? Yeah. And Diarmi, it's like, it's not even Lampard, a player's thought. Like, even a player's oh. thought, this is predictable. Because they all kind of went back and back and back and back and back. And and back. Oh, Diarmi, when is Diarmi? I mean, that, apart from that one against, was it Chelsea or United? When has he ever hit a nice strong shot? It was your goal he ever scored. Hit three people, weren't it? Yeah. But only because players usually try and tackle him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he yeah. didn't have He's usually running into a blind alley. The fact that no one tried to tackle him allowed him to actually shoot. Yeah. And he didn't celebrate. He thought about celebrating. That's the thing. That's great. That. I mean, a lot people like I heard uh, there's a lot of people on Talksport this week talking about Lukaku scoring against West Brom and he didn't celebrate and people were like I mean he played there on loan for, for a year uh, you know what that is everyone who thinks that was wrong that's called class yeah uh, I agree yeah. and there's no reason uh, he's got friends in West Brom you know yeah. the has got he's probably mates who say he's mates with Noble yeah. you know imagine he scores against a goal against him and starts like mugging him off you don't want to do that because it's yeah. your mate I, I was yeah. living like near to him three weeks yeah, ago yeah, yeah. it's called having a bit of class you know if Frank Lampard did that once or twice you know, after a couple of years, maybe he wouldn't still keep getting this sort of abuse. Yeah. You, know, he, you know, if he scored his first goal against us, put his head down, put his hand up, and then after the game said, look, I said some stupid things when I left. Uh, it was a terrible time for all yeah. of us. You know, things were said, but you know what? We've moved on. I'm not going to celebrate and rub it in people's faces. I came through here. We move on. Uh, but he doesn't have any class. <laughs> <of course laughs> Sometimes, 
sometimes though, when you play like five side, yeah. eleven side, and you're playing against a mate's team, and you score, it's lovely to go up to them and go, ah. <laughs> yeah, not if the yeah. cameras are like yeah. it's your mate. Yeah, but like the I people want, around the like want, thirty thousand people in this in the I, stadium won't get the joke. I once said to a ref, what would you do if if when you rounded a keeper you got down on your hands and knees and just headed it over a line? Yeah. Like you used to when a kid and he said you'd get go in the book for disrespect. What are you getting in the book yeah? for disrespect's not a yellow card offence, is it? <laughs> Was it a ref or just some, some random? It was a ref. It was actual ref. Uh, referees are embarrassing, aren't they? That's like, why it's not in the Premier League. I'll never ever understand to this minute. I'll never understand it why you get uh, booked for taking your shirt off and uh, you get booked for going to hug a fan. Yeah. But when Robin got sent off at Chelsea, hugging yeah. a fan. Yeah. No, I think it's, I think the new rule that's coming that you can't have any message on your shirt uh, is okay. absolutely mad. No, Football's but it's to stop because you could just say something mad. No, but that's what they say. Usually it's How like many footballers are so bland mom? and dull? Yeah, but <laughs> Someone shows yeah. a bit of personality, we better find him. Usually it's like for <laughs> mum or for my new kid and stuff. It's quite yeah. nice. It yeah. shows a bit of personality, yeah. you're right. And like they're just trying to kill personality in this For my oh, mate right. who had a kid, here you go. Send off, mate. Yeah. No, right. I don't care about your kids. I'm going to take my shirt. I've got a message underneath this t-shirt. Oh, it says, it says ISIS. Step away from yeah. the mic. <laughs> um, lastly, Enna Valencia's goal. Come on, I mean, yeah. he smashed he that. It was, uh, you know, the simply, I would say, the most incredible strike of a football I've ever yeah. seen. And uh, as I say, I was doing the commentary for the for the international feed on uh, on Monday. And when something like that happens, yeah. like, I remember I did the Arsenal game and we lost 5-1 a couple of years ago yeah. and uh, Collison scored and I was going like, Collison for West Ham! Collison! And the guy next to me was going, what are you doing, mate? Like, yeah. it's, nothing's happened. But when that goal went in, I actually said, what a goal! What a goal! What a goal! Did what? you? Like, like 20 times wow. to the point where people were like, it up, really, really. But it was just—it was just so yeah, good. Even it. if I wasn't a West Ham fan, I said that. The way he yeah. just—the way Dawson's with him, and Dawson's had him the yeah. old game. He's had his number, yeah. and he just goes, boom, boom, boom. yeah, out of nowhere, night. amazing, absolutely yeah. incredible goal. Um, goal. Carragher was saying on Sky Sports afterwards that it was goal, uh, goal of the season. It's going to be goal of the season. Wow, well, it's going to be up there. No, but no run up. It's just dead. It's I mean, dead. And he just I mean, the pat was eighty miles an hour, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was seventy. It was seventy point one. Yeah, or something. Yeah, I think it was yeah. in the mail, so I can't fast. really trust it. But. I mean, when I round the keeper and get down hands and knees and head it over the line, that's like seventy five miles an hour. Yeah, uh, right, yeah last, what a goal. Last, Let's hope he continues. Yeah, I think he's doing all right. There's been a question mark, hasn't it? Yeah. He's, but he's looking like he's like getting into his stride. And yeah. if he hits his stride running, what? he's going to yeah. be, or standing still, hits his yeah. stride. He'll be amazing. <laughs> stride running. Um, <laughs> it'll be amazing. I love the way as well that at the back post at the last minute where he got up to about 6'5, 6'6, yeah. yeah. from 5'7, so he leaps up. Yeah. Like, you know how many times you've watched Peter Crouch and you're like, oh, he, you know, he, uh, he can't jump. He's 6'7 but can't jump. Yeah. He could easily win a header yeah. against Crouch. It was incredible to watch that leap at the back post. Yeah. Do you remember, um, was it Manuel Costa? He could jump. Oh, was it leap like a salmon Manuel I mean, Costa, could, yeah. He could jump. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone I remember goes. once he literally jumped as yeah. high as, he always got free kicks against him because they, they were like, we well, must be climbing on him yeah. so to jump that high. One last thing on hold is that some of the interplay we had was just incredible. Some of the stuff between Valencia and Sacco and, uh, and the two full-backs, but I thought, genuinely, our best player was Stuart Downing. Yeah. I thought the way he mm. was able to play through the centre of midfield, right? And I'm not the biggest Downing fan because he basically uh, yeah, does the same thing and he's only ever scored once from it where he yeah. goes down the right, cuts yeah. in, tries to get a bit of space and does it. Did against Palace, fails every week. Yeah. But some of the balls that he played where he was looking up one way and plays it reverse around the corner, yeah. which leads to uh, the Demel cross where he should have put one a decent one over and it leads to the Sacco goal. I thought he was brilliant and I thought it was an absolute revelation putting him yeah. in there. Accident as though it may have been, uh, to have him in that position because of the formation shuffle. I thought yeah. he was great. I was stunned by it. Um, 
I got some stick for saying I didn't like Stuart Downing. Yeah, and, and so you should. And I was cu- I was pro- queuing to get into uh, Burning Man, and I was listening to the podcast and hearing you talk about Downing like he was the worst player against Spurs. I could I just not believe it. Him he was our best player for about seventy minutes in that match. Yeah. And what I just have to think of what I hate is the nonchalance, and they're like, it seems like he does. He feels like a mercenary and that he doesn't care. And the, the, you know, like Please, it could be, blue, mate. It, it could be supported the club as a kid. You know, you know what he is? He's something we're not used to seeing, which is someone who's extremely competent. <laughs> you know, we, we see players who are able to do these bits of magic and then are just yeah. shocking for weeks. What Stuart Downing is, is a perfectly competent player. And, you know, we've, he's been around for a long time. You yeah. know what he's able to do. Yeah. Everyone knows he goes down the right, he cuts in, he takes a shot. Yeah. And he also put that crossover for Valencia's header as well. Mm, so yeah. he goes over to the wing for the last few minutes yeah. and puts an amazing ball over. Look, he's one of them people that in a good team would look really good. Yeah. Uh, and in a bad team, he looks bad. Yeah, uh, and he's just, he's just one of those sort of players that yeah. needs other players around him to accentuate the positives of what he's able to do. And I think yeah. he's, I think he could be if we can keep a selection of players around him that can pass it back to him. Yeah, I think he could be really, really good for us. I'd like to see him on the left, like everybody. Yeah, but I was really, really impressed with him at Hull, and you know, with everyone. Really. I'm a big fan. Uh, some stats from uh, WHU <sighs> stuff. You'll like yeah. this on Go Twitter. On. So, West Ham Premier League goals outside the box four. Most in the league in four wow. games. Wow, I mean, that's a change. So there's last change. season, four in 38 games. Wow. So most in the league. So there's, again, another clue that the philosophy has changed. And also, there was uh, less long balls. We're like 13th. Well, <laughs> it was a good one that we had, on more, we had more passes in a game against Hull than any other time in any other game last season away from home. I think that was a decent stat. Oh, it was right. like 450-odd. That was an up to Joe thing in, in, during the game. But, wow. Or just after the game. But, I mean, it's, it's clear. You know, I, I am not... I'm not going to say I'm a big fan of Sam, but I'm in no way uh, get Sam out. I'll never go when he's there. I think Allardyce has done the job he was asked to do. From day one, he's not done any more than that. And now they've said to him, play more entertaining football. Well, whole city is your answer. Yep. Get, keep us up. Well, yeah. last season was your answer. We were yeah. pretty rubbish. Uh, the season before that, keep us up. We've done it. We've done better than, yeah. than we expected. Get us up. He's done it. And everyone's like, and some of the football has been terrible. Almost every game I've been to has been terrible. Uh, but everything he's been asked to do, he's done it. And I, I think he's a good manager. And I think the amount of rubbish we've seen since I went to see my first game in 1993, got my programme signed by Tim Braker, no less. <laughs> um, Beaker. We've had some just terrible, terrible managers and terrible football. I genuinely think he's the best we've had since Curbs and I think we'd be stupid to let him go unless we bring in someone of incredible quality. And until yeah. we go to the Olympic Stadium when we can appeal to quality managers, yeah. you know, people like Rafa Benitez, people might you know, say, oh, he won't come to us. A West Ham team that been in the Premier League for four or five years will be able to attract a Champions League winning manager who's desperate to come back to English football. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, we don't want him, do we? I think we do, mate. Yeah. I think I'd love to see a Rafa Benitez team at the Olympic yeah. Stadium for West Ham instead of Glenn Roder's Claret and Blue Army going down <laughs> at home. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, so if it was down to you, James, Rafa Benitez or Big Sam? Oh, Potato Head. What would you say? I used to hate Benitez. <laughs> but then I used they're to hate Allardyce. They're very much Allardyce. of the same ilk. They're kind of like, syndrome, mate. You don't get much personality. You don't get a feel for them. I, I think they're, it's almost like like for like. goes so red when he gets yeah. angry. Don't you like for like, but one like has managed to keep a team up for 15, 20 years yeah. in the Premier League, and that's a bit of a feat. One of them has won the Champions League. Yeah. And the, the job he did at Chelsea... When he was more hated yeah. than yeah, Sammy's here, they hated him, and not just the fans. The players hated him. Remember the first game yeah. when, we, when we beat him at West Ham, yeah. and there was already like you're getting sacked in the morning. We hate him. You're getting sacked in the morning. We can't stand you. I can't remember the. the there was a really brilliant banner about Rafa. The, the You've got a big old potato mate. head. Up Something along those lines. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I, I think he did a great job there. And imagine you could come in as unpopular as Sam and, and yeah. do something for us. You know. Okay. 
It'd be brilliant. Yeah. All right. Well, we're talking about like kind of managerial changes. Um, well, one thing that hasn't changed is that Neil McDonald is still our assistant because he turned down Carlisle. James, you happy with that? You glad? Yeah, I am a lot. He's a good character. Seems isn't he? right. Friend he seems of the like show. the uh, he g's up the players. Yeah. He seems to be on the ball. I like. I like him. Yeah. Difficult well, to know, isn't it? What yeah. they do really? Yeah, Does he put a it's code a mystery, out? Isn't yeah. it? It's a mystery. <laughs> well, but I mean, we saw whether it was th- there was a relation to it or not when Wally Downs left. Yeah. And we did seem to have this massive tail off. This yeah. character that was there every day whatever he was doing you know he's disappeared and it's changed for people what I do know and what is clear is that Sam and Neil McDonald have a really good relationship they obviously work well together they worked together before and they've been pretty successful at West Ham considering um I think it's, it's great. I mean, if you lose your assistant manager at this stage of the season, it puts everything up in the air. It might get Sam back out on the training pitch again, telling them to go along again. Who knows? So it's good yeah. news. Yeah. All right. And another good news, Andy Carroll's back training again. Is that yeah. good news? I don't know, but it feels like I wasn't meant to be out for like forever, and now he's, he's back in training. I know, but that's like, back in training means another eight-month out. Yeah, but that's, that's not a bad thing. Do you know what? It's about time we all realise that Andy Carroll isn't going to happen. It isn't yeah. going to happen. You know, oh, three major depressing. injuries. It is depressing, but when you've got players in the team that have started to do it, yeah. I don't think we need to... It's be- not like it matters We don't anymore. need to build a team around him. We don't yeah. want to see Carroll and Nolan, the return of the big diagonal to Carroll and yeah. Oakford and Nolan. I heard someone the other day say, oh, they had a great partnership at Newcastle and it's worked well at West Ham. When has it worked at West Ham? Swansea. All right, once. <laughs> and then he got sent off. And okay, that was again. a really enjoyable day. Brilliant 45 minutes. I don't know. I, 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 yeah, I'd, I'd like to see If him that gone. hadn't happened, we'd have gone down. <laughs> yeah, that's I genuinely that's believe he'd have gone point. down if he hadn't got sent off. Yeah, because uh, that got us all together. So you glad? I, mean, I thank uh, Chico Flores. Yeah, yeah, he's left. God bless you out so in Dubai. Annoying. He's so gone. annoying, he's left. I know, but I'm gonna th- I want to thank him personally man, for keeping us up. Yeah, um, prick. Um, lastly, George George McCartney's meant to be going to Arsenal. This is a very strong rumour on a free transfer. Yeah, well, considering the, the way they played against Borussia Dortmund, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they brought someone in. Again, uh, a competent footballer. Imagine yeah. that. Who was the kid they played? Bellerin or something? Yeah. Uh, I can't. Good luck to him. Yeah. yeah. Big fan yeah. of McCartney. He's yeah. done as well. He's a soldier. And if he? I was it, I'd be like, wicked go Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's an average yeah. player. Yeah. I'd have kept him though. I mean, there was a reason we didn't. We, you know, we let him go. But you've already seen that Joey O'Brien isn't going to isn't going to be fit at any yeah. stage during his career. You know, he does a decent job, but he's out again for another few weeks. Demel yeah. can't play more than fifty-five yeah. minutes. We know that. Yeah. Which leaves us just with Cresswell, who got injured against uh, Sampdoria, and then you know, as, is he going to be out of stay oh. fit? We need him to. Oh, at Jenkinson. Cresswell got injured oh, against oh, Hamburg, really? got taken off. Oh, Jenkins right. got yeah, injured yeah. against Ham- oh. Hamburg or Schalke, oh, right. yeah. he played, and he's only just come back. You know, oh, all yeah. the fullbacks are injury prone. Yeah. To keep McCartney on very little money, yeah. could have kept. We could have kept McCartney for five percent of Andy Carroll's weekly wages that he mm. spends on white suits and hamburgers. Yeah, good and hair products. Um, and, hair products uh, and, and also, uh, Avram Grant news: he's been unveiled as a new technical technical director of Thai Premier League club BEC Tero Sasana. Now. We were told we could get Avram Grant on this podcast, and I feel like we should try again. Well, what's the time difference with Thailand? I'll well, start tweeting. Yeah, but I'm tweeting hours a day, mate. Uh, yeah. And I'd like to. Apparently, he's up for it. We just need to work harder. Um, lastly, uh, David Gold news. He tweeted the other day, thank you to all like, the supporters. He went to Hull. Your support was invalid. And then he blamed... <laughs> He's he, did, he, did tweet, he did tweet straight away saying sorry, but he meant invaluable. <laughs> yeah. But that <laughs> properly made me laugh. <laughs> and then delete it immediately. Uh, and just retweet it. And I, just I know, but it, it probably again. looks worse if he's did because then uh, people have turned pictures and I loved, I love DJ. I yeah, love him on Twitter. Great, I think he's, he's great. You know, yeah. I, I'm a big fan of, of the whole management team, including yeah. uh, 
Young Sullivan, I think they're yeah. all good. Yeah, you good know, I'm a fan. And you know, there's nothing wrong with you know, little Sullivan gets a lot of stick about coming on Twitter and revealing club news, but. You know, at the moment we are a shambles, and I'm desperate. <laughs> I'm desperate for that news. You know, if, I, if it was me, yeah. if he was my dad, I would tweet everything. Yeah. Dad just got out of the shower wearing his West Ham slippers. Here's a photo. I want to see it. <laughs> He's as naked as John Moncur. Um, excellent. Any other news? No, that's kind of it. Oh, right. uh, Hodgson. Sorry, I'm stealing this from uh, WHU stuff. Uh, Hodgson is going to be in, in attendance on Saturday at West Ham Liverpool. Oh, excellent! That'd so no, nice. was a chance well, to show. Let's hope he knows has a good game yeah. because Jack Wilshere in holding midfield. Yeah. He's not holding midfielder. Yeah, you know that's exactly what Trevor Sinclair was saying earlier on. If you've got a player who yeah. can do it, bring him in. Yeah, you know, for for Nobs never to have had any England I recognition. Yeah. You look at some of the people that have. Like it, it's, it's disgusting. And you know what? If he doesn't get in the next squad after, after he's seen oh. him, he should yeah. go and play for Ireland. He yeah. should go and play. Yeah. We um, Hodgson was sat in front of us, wasn't he? At, uh, West Ham Newcastle. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we were shocking. I know. That's just I unfortunate because he, he had a great season. But, but also, like, so yeah, we were sat just and he was behind chatting Hudson. to Karen Brady. Yeah, we were chatting the whole him. match. But every time Noble did something good, you were going, "What am I, Noble?" <laughs> <laughs> like really oh, loudly. Yes, Noble. <laughs> what a player! What a player! I mean, it's, it's just mad. Like, I know we'll move on off this, but like, I mean, come on, Tom cleverly gets in the squad. All the stats say Mark Noble's better. Well, Ridiculous! It's an incredible amount of players that yeah. he is better than. And if yeah. you're going to play someone in that position, he can do it. And uh, I don't know. It's amazing he hasn't got any games, but we're going to do. We should just yeah. touch briefly on Pardew. Do you think he's going to go? Uh, yeah. Well, he's. he's I've know. never seen a man that unpopular. I mean, he's 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 really disliked. But the thing is, he's almost like an amazing front for Mike Ashley. Yeah, Mike yeah, Ashley's a genius. Yeah, you is, know, yeah. the amount of people that still criticise Joe Kinnear. That was the most yeah. genius appointment of yeah. all time because Mike Ashley, for a brief period of time, couldn't put money in the club, and he goes, "Yeah, that's Joe Kinnear's fault. That is, uh, he's, I've just appointed him." And everyone's going for Joe Kinnear. No one's going for Ashley. Yep. Now everyone's having to go at Alan Pardew. He's, he's putting these screens up. And why they have a go at Mike Ashley? I must have missed something because yeah. isn't he a, a decent owner who's putting lots of money into the club? And they got a seven million pound midfielder, a ten million pound striker, a ten yeah. million pound centre half. Yeah, they you sold know. their best player in January though. I yeah, but you ain't going to be able to keep Johan Kabay, are you? If Johan yeah. Kabay wants to go at the Champions League to play at PSG, he's going to yeah. go. How many times does that happen to us? Yeah. I think Mike Ash is a decent owner. I'd love to have him. Yeah. They're lucky. You're lucky. I know, I know. And I've got my favourite manager we've had. I know. What do you want? <laughs> do you remember when he used to put the shirt on and sit with the fans? Yeah. I mean, that was that more than just a club. Wasn't it? Spilt that was more crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> Lasted about that. six months. Good on Mike Ash. Uh, last couple of notes we should say get well soon to Fionn Keeley, who's appeared in the podcast. He's not very well and he's in a Chicago hospital now. So we uh, get well. Thinking yeah, of you. Get well get soon. Well Hope soon. You're right. And also get well soon to Billy Bonds, who had a hip mm. operation. Man, Miles is clocked up on those hips. Bonzo. He doesn't need hips. I know. we still got his landline. We should read yep. him up sometime. I'm amazed his hips broke. I, I didn't think that was possible. <laughs> Made of iron. Yeah, incredible. But get uh, well soon, Bill. Uh, yeah, hopefully they'll give him a squad number if, if, if he recovers well enough. Uh, and lastly, a big shout out to Pat Marn, who uh, is contacted us about sponsoring, uh, sponsoring the podcast, but we've just been so slow to sort it out because uh, James has been in the desert and I've been on holiday. But uh, I'll just give a quick shout out for Pat Marn is doing email, West Ham United email services. And you can get more information at www.wh you.email and get your own West Ham United email and on that point if you are interested in sponsoring the podcast you can email podcast at kumb.com by Sunday night and we'll give you information on how you can get involved with the show and there's some really exciting packages we're going to be offering for that I think that wraps the show oh no we should quickly do predictions so we've got Liverpool at the weekend thoughts oh yeah 
I would say um, it's going to be a good game. I would say that if Sturridge is missing, um, yeah. obviously they've lost Suarez. The defence looks a bit shaky. Lovren's yeah. not quite settled in. Could be Sacco next to him. There's good pace in our team. I still think we're going to lose 2-1 Liverpool. 2-1. James? I'm going to say 2-1 West Ham. Ooh. I think we're going to draw one all. But it's nice that Suarez isn't playing. Really yeah, it, it is nice. But you know what? I think we've got a real chance. It yeah. just depends. It depends on how we go out for it. And if he goes four five one, let's yeah. dr- let Liverpool come on to yeah. us. We're going to get absolutely murdered. Yeah. If we go out and we lose two one, it's one of them games. It is you know yeah. a throwaway game. Yeah. We look all right. We're on decent form. Yeah. We want Valencia to have a good game at home. We need a good game yeah. at home. You know, it'd be amazing to win it, obviously. But I just can't see it. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Excellent. Oh, it's exciting time. I feel excited again. Yeah. Um, that lasts about 15 minutes. <laughs> Tom, thank you very much for joining us, can making I, your day. just mention pleasure? while we're here that every West Ham game is available on talksport.com and the TuneIn Radio app outside the UK and Ireland. So if you're outside the country, just go to one of those things and you can hear every West Ham game, live commentary, every kick, and sometimes... I'm doing it. Wow. Imagine can we get, that. Can we get your Rena Valencia commentary one more time? Just throw people give Go West Ham! Go West Ham! Uh, go West Ham! Tom, stop it. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, James, good to have you back. Yes. Any Burning Man West Ham banter quickly? Uh, any West Ham No, I didn't actually. I saw a lot yeah, of naked same. old men wandering around the uh, desert. Yeah. Excellent. Finding themselves. John Walker there, was he? John Walker, yeah. yeah. Monks, what are you doing here? <laughs> he wouldn't even, yeah. It, 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 finding, would, yeah. Finding Stick the away, monks. We're trying to enjoy ourselves here. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I didn't actually. I didn't see right. any West Ham shirts in America. Yeah. Well, shocker. But yeah. we get a lot of emails from yeah, America, so I assume it's really weird being out there when West Ham games are on because it's eight hours behind. So it's yeah. really you can't. It's really difficult to connect. Yeah. But occasionally I'd get reception wherever I was and go just go fuck. It would come up. Chevy Light one. Fuck. So I'd go fuck. Excellent. All right. Well, Tom, you on tw- you're on uh, Twitter. Thomas J Rennie. I'm there. Right there on Twitter. Easy. You can get more from him. James is on Twitter at Long as One. Yes. Still. Still. Uh, you can follow myself, Chris, on CJ Skull. That's Skull with a C. You can also follow Graham Howlett, who's the editor of Knees Up Mother Brown, and he's on K-U-M-B-D-O-T-C-O-M. You can email the podcast at podcast at K-U-M-B.com, and we'd like to know stuff like where you're listening, if it's really special. Um, what were the things? What was the other we thing? We want to know if you had a bet on Diarmé scoring, scoring, how much you won, and yes. what the bet was. And if yes. we can have some. And also, I thought it might be quite interesting if you've got any Cockney rhyming slang for ex-players. Give us like, an example. I called, I said, oh, I might go to the shop and get some a pair of Smassier Boos. Shoes. Mm, it's weak, it's <laughs> weak. I a cocktail, but I don't have any Julian Dicks. <laughs> I don't even know what that's meant Cocktail sixth. <laughs> 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 Off the top of my head. Wow. So, I mean, it's good being on the podcast, but I've got no Trevor Sinclair. Oh, that's hey. a bald man joke yeah. for Bro, those yeah, not yeah, watching. Yeah, yeah. i got nothing for you. Yeah. Top of my head. What, yeah. what do you want? <laughs> so get it. You can figure some Connie Rhymes out. Podcast at Uh And lastly, you can go on the KMB forum and the KMB Facebook group. All that stuff is excellent. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Oh, lastly, big shout out to our new producer. We've got Alex from Radioville who's producing this and he's doing it. He's waving. He's doing a fantastic he's job. He's asleep. He's increasing how it professional. He's, he's naked point. and asleep. <laughs> exactly how you like him, isn't it? West Ham, yeah, West Ham's newest. Right, right, Noles, West Ham band. Excellent. Enjoy the game of the weekend. Hopefully we'll get three points and we'll see you next week. Come on, you Come on, you